Good morning, good morning. Today is Friday, October 15th. We have Acts 19 through 20 and Psalm 128. Let's take a deep breath as we begin to spend time with the Lord. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for all that you do, for being the amazing God you are, for being so incredible, so loving, so merciful. And Lord, we just ask that you guide us right now as we begin this time uh, reading your word, Lord, uh, just uh, being in uh, an attitude of prayer and meditation with you, Lord. Speak to our hearts right now, Lord. Amen. Acts chapter 19. And it happened that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul passed through the inland country and came to Ephesus. There he found some disciples, and he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. And he said, Into what then were you baptized? They said, Into John's baptism. And Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they began speaking with t in tongues and prophesying. There were about twelve men in all. And he entered in the synagogue and for three months spoke boldly, reasoning and persuading them about the kingdom of God. But when some became stubborn and continued in unbelief, speaking evil of the way before the congregation, he withdrew from them and took the disciples with him, reasoning daily in the hall of Tyrannius. This continued for two years, so that all the residents of Asia heard the word of the Lord, both Jews and Greeks. And God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, and so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick, and their diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists undertook to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, I adjure you by, the, by Jesus, whom Paul proclaims. Seven sons of a Jewish high priest named Sceva were doing this. But the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I recognize, but who are you? And the man, and the man in whom was the evil spirit leapt on them, mastered all of them, and overpowered them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. And this became known to all the residents of Ephesus, both Jews and Greeks, and fear fell upon them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was extolled. And also many of those who were now believers came confessing and divulging their practices. And a number of those who had practiced magic arts brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all. And they counted the value of them and found it to come to 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily. Now after these events, Paul resolved in the spirit to pass through Macedonia and Achaia and go to Jerusalem, saying, After I have been there, I must also see Rome. And having sent into Macedonia two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, he, he, he himself stayed in Asia for a while. About that time there arose no little disturbance concerning the way, for a man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver shrines of Artemis, 
brought no little business to the craftsmen. These he gathered together with the workmen in similar trades and said, Men, you know that from this business we have our wealth. And you see and hear that not only in Ephesus, but almost all of Asia, that this Paul is persuaded and turned away a great many people, saying that gods made with hands are not gods. And there is a danger not only that this trade of ours may come into dis- disrepute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis may be counted as nothing, and that she may even be disposed from her magnificence, she whom all Asia and the world worship. When they heard this, they were enraged and were crying out, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! So the city was filled with confusion, with the confusion, and they rushed together into the theater, dragging with them Gaius and Aristarchus, Macedonians, who were Paul's companions in travel, but when Paul wished to go in among the crowd, the disciples would not let him, and even some of the Asiarchs, who were friends of his, sent to him and were urging him not to venture into the theater. Now some cried out one thing, some another, for the assembly was in confusion, and most of them did not know why they had come together. Some of the crowd prompted Alexander whom the Jews had put forward. And Alexander motioned with his hand, wanting to make a defense to the crowd. But when they recognized that he was a Jew, for about two hours, they all cried out with one voice, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. And when the town clerk had quieted the crowd, he said, Men of Ephesus, who is there who does not know that the city of of the Ephesians is the temple keeper of the great Artemis and of the sacred stone that fell from the sky? Seeing then that these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet and do nothing rash. For you have brought these men here who who are neither sacrilegious nor blasphemers of our goddess. If therefore Demetrius and the craftsmen with him have a complaint against anyone, the courts are open, and there are proconsuls. Let them bring charges against one another. But if you seek anything further, it shall be settled in the regular assembly. For we really are in danger of being charged with rioting today, since there is no cause that we can give to justify this commotion. And when he had said these things, he dismissed the assembly. Chapter 20. After the uproar ceased, Paul sent for the disciples, and after encouraging them, he said farewell and departed for Macedonia. And when he had gone through those regions and had given them much encouragement, he came to Greece. And there he spent three months, and when A plot was made against him by the Jews as he was about to set sail for Syria. He decided to return through Macedonia. Sopater, the Berean, son of of Pyrrhus, accompanied him. And of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus and Secundus, and and Gaius of Derbe, and Timothy, and the Asians, Tychicus and Trophimus. These went on ahead and were waiting waiting for us at Troas. But we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and in five days we came to them at Troas, where we stayed for seven days. On the first day of the week, when we were gathered together to break bread, Paul talked with them, intending to depart on the next day, and he prolonged his speech until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where we were gathered, and a young man named Eutychus, sitting in the window, sank into a deep sleep as Paul talked still longer, and being overcome by sleep, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. But Paul went down and bent over him, and taking him in his arms, said, Do not be alarmed, for his life is in him. 
And when Paul had gone, gone up and broken bread and eaten, he conversed with them a long while until daybreak, and so departed, and they took the youth away alive and were not, and were not a little comforted. But going ahead to the ship, we set sail for Azos, Assos, intending to take Paul aboard there, for so he had arranged, intending himself to go by land. And when he met us at Assos, we took him on board and went to Mytilene. And sailing from there, we came to the following day opposite Chicos. The next day we touched at Samos, Samos. And the day after that, we went to Miletus, for Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus so that he might not have, have to spend time in Asia, for he was hastening to be at Jerusalem, if possible, on the day of Pentecost. From now, Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance towards God and faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold, I am going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me, but I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel, the grace of God. And now behold, I know that none of you among whom I've gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears, and now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to, to my necessities and to those who were with me. In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus. Now he himself said, how he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. And there was much weeping on the part of all, and they embraced Paul and kissed him, being sorrowful most of all because of the word he had spoken, that they would not see his face again, and they accompanied him to the ship. Okay, let's move into a time of prayer. Meditate on Psalm 128. It's titled, Blessed is Everyone Who Fears the Lord. It's a song of ascents. Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his ways. You shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed, and it shall be well with you. 
Your wife will be like a fruitful vine within your house. Your children will be like olive shoots around your table. Behold, thus shall the man be blessed who fears the Lord. The Lord bless you from Zion. May you see the prosperity of Jerusalem all the days of your life. May you see your children's children. Peace be upon Israel. O Heavenly Father, gracious King, Lord, God, King of kings and Lord of lords, magnificent, holy Father, we just glorify you. I wish we had words to describe how incredible you are. We just don't have words that big. Lord, we just ask that you would work in and through us, Lord, that your kingdom, your will would be done on earth here, Lord, just as it is in heaven and your kingdom there, Lord. Because your will, Lord, is perfect, and your way is perfect. Your plan is perfect. Lord, we desire that perfect plan to happen here on this earth, Lord. To happen in our lives and in the lives of those around us, Lord. Father, that you draw people to yourself, that you would, uh, they would come to know you, that they would Repent of living a life by their own charge, Lord, and, and then put you in charge where you rightfully belong, Lord. Father, forgive us. for messing up, for sinning, for doing what we want to do, what our flesh desires to do, Lord, and going against what you direct us to do, Lord. And Lord, help us to forgive others. Help us to Realize that you have forgiven us way more than we would ever have to forgive somebody else. And that you have forgiven us freely. So Lord, help us to forgive others. Lord, we ask that you would provide for us. We know you provide, Lord, and we just honor you as the provider, Lord. Lord, you provide for us in different ways through paychecks of businesses we work for and sometimes through the government, sometimes through whatever it is, Lord, different ways, different people. But it's always you. You're behind the scenes. You are the provider, Lord. Thank you for that provision, Lord. Thank you.
Father, we just lift up those that are uh, on our minds, the Lord we're concerned about. And again, Mark and Trish, Lord. And Father, we just ask that you just uh, give them the right mindset and the right uh, time, Lord, that you would just be with Trish, that you would help those bed sores, Lord, and that you would just strengthen her. And Lord, if it's your direction to get her uh, into rehab through uh, via the hospital, Lord, just uh, we just ask for your guidance. Uh, give Mark wisdom concerning that. And just their future, uh, Lord, future living arrangements and, and all of that. And, uh, Lord, the same with Lynn. We just ask that you lift them up to you. We just ask that you would be with Pam and her going to rehab. And, Lord, we just put that whole situation in your hands, Lord. Father, we just think of Al and his uh, upcoming appointment with the Back surgeon, Lord, just uh, just give him wisdom and direction, Lord. Just uh, take away any any fear or any uh, unnecessary fear, Lord. But uh, keeping caution, making wise decision concerning concerning this, Lord. Father, be with the uh, family that lost the 15-year-old son uh, over by our, the church, Lord. We just ask that you would give comfort and peace, Lord. And Father, help us to just be a light in that neighborhood. They need you. We all, everyone needs you, Lord. And so often it's pointed out those that are more open in sin need you more. But Lord, every, we all need you. We all need your forgiveness and your grace, Lord. Those that are just more open in sin are just that much closer to already admitted their sin, Lord. They just need to repent from it. There's so many in nice neighborhoods and law-abiding citizens that aren't open in their sin and feel that they have no need for repentance. And Lord, those, those are the ones that fear for, Lord. Have been deceived into thinking they don't need to be rescued, Lord, that they have nothing to be rescued from, but, oh, Lord, they do. Lord, we just ask that you draw people to yourself, Lord, that you would just make it happen, Lord, that you would use us, that you would Use your spirit, Lord, that you would reveal yourself to those in the world that don't know you, Lord. And that those that continue to refuse you, Lord, please keep prodding them. Keep 
drawing them to you, Lord. Help them to come to know you, Lord. We know that in the end, they're going to want to be with you, Lord. So just reveal that to them now, Lord. Their need for you. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for being our God, for being so amazing and so wonderful and forgiving. Be with us today, Lord. Help us to glorify you in everything that we do. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, guys, have a great day.